Hello, Evil Inside listeners. I'm Daze, and you are tuning in to Evil Inside Podcast. I would first like to thank all those who have either subscribed or followed any of my social media for Evil Inside Podcast, such as Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and or your podcast platform. Thank you very much for being here, and I hope you really enjoy this episode. about a town that is said to have been haunted and considered a ghost town. This town is known and referred to as Hell's Town. There is much speculation on whether the events or rumors have any truth behind them or if they are in fact just urban legends being sparked by rumor. Many of the events don't have any actual evidence of truth to back up the stories but really Does any supernatural event or belief ever really get proven? Evil has a way of finding itself based on what people believe or refuse to believe. Many people often use reasoning and logical explanations to explain unexplainable events. But then, on the other spectrum, we have believers who can point out the spiritual side of these events and reasoning and if the situation is good or bad. I will leave it all up to you to decide on whether you choose to believe in the evil that lurks within Hell's Town or if there is in fact no truth behind the legends of Hell's Town. I will first start off by giving you a little history behind the town and what some of the speculations are as to why some believe town is haunted by evil. Hell's Town is located in close proximity to Newville, Ohio. It lies on the top of a hill that is high in elevation and it is just a little north of Newville. Now back in the 1700s it was known as a village that was inhabited by the people of the Lenape Native American tribe. According to some sources the Lenape tribe inhabited the area around the 1770s, but there are other sources who say it was about 1776. The village had a stream that was near, so therefore they began to call it Cleartown, since it referenced the clear stream that was nearby. Later, as time went by, they somehow found out that the German word for clear was hell. I was skeptical at first, so I wanted to check out the accuracy for this, so I did a Google translation on the word. The German word klar, if I'm sounding it out correctly, is the translation for the English word clear. The meaning it gave for klar was that it was clear, understood, and transparent. Mingle is a word that was used to describe the Seneca Cahuga people and is now considered as an offensive derogatory word. The Seneca Cayuga people inhabited the lands prior to the Lenape. This is according to the Ohio History Connection website. They left the area approximately in 1755. Eventually, the Lenape tribe was made to move west and forced to abandon their homes. 
One source said it was 1958, but it doesn't align well with the other information of their arrival. The Lenape left because there were problems that had begun between them and the American troops back in 1782. They decided that it was best to abandon the area when some of their own people had started to side with the British during the American Revolution. Due to all of this, it resulted in the Natten Hutton Massacre of 1782, if I'm sounding that out correctly. The Lenape people ended up losing about 96 people of their tribe due to this massacre. The graves of the Lenape people that died during the massacre stayed in their resting place up until around 1881. After that, the farmers started to plow up the area. That took place over the next couple of years and slowly they began to discover some of the items that were buried such as axes, muskets, knives, flint, and other miscellaneous items from their times. You may be wondering or even thinking why I'm mentioning these historical facts and what relevance it has to the story. I wanted to give you a little background to the area that may have some basis behind the occurrences that happened in this town, or maybe it is the evil that lurks within the town and what's to come for the area that brings evil to these lands of Hell's Town. Is all of the history behind these lands the preface as to why all the weird disturbances have taken over Hellstown? Now, I would tell you the different stories of Hellstown and what some say about why it is merely legend. I will leave it up to you for your own determination on whether you think the town has real evil inside or if it is all just misled rumors or legend. Back in the 1970s, when President Ford was in office, a movement began and started just to promote the saving of the forest. Due to this movement, Ford ended up signing for the purchase of the land to preserve the forest. Back in the 70s, when President Ford was in office, a movement started that promoted saving the forest. Due to this movement, Ford ended up signing for the purchase of the land to preserve the forest. This in turn led to the demise of the people who lived in the town. Hell's Town was essentially bought out by the government. However, the way in which the government did this was in a way where the people had no say or choice in the matter as to the terms of the purchase. They were offered money and essentially they had to take it and leave. They had no rights to counteract or anything. They just had to accept what they were offered and leave. The town was said to have been left abandoned and was often referred to as a mass evacuation because of how many people had to uproot their lives and just move without any real say in the matter and the purchase. The area then became known as the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. This area was declared a National Park Recreation Area on December 27, 1974. The government bought out the Kreji Dump that was a total of 47 acres in all. They say that there was a toxic chemical disposal on that land that was done completely improperly. 
It then led to the rumors that the toxic chemicals led to mutant animals such as snakes and so forth, and then rumored the town was all mutant. They even went as far as naming a special day for this area. It was referred to as Python Day, and it reportedly had nothing that was alive in the town whatsoever. However, it was later mentioned that in fact the town was not completely abandoned. There were, in fact, some areas with people inhabiting them. So the reality is that it may not be a mutant town, but were toxic chemicals dumped and disposed of illegally? One source, theghostofohio.org, actually states that there, in fact, was never any record of toxic chemicals ever being dumped illegally. But the truth of the matter is, can we even rely that it would have been reported? It could have been a cover-up. It could have, or maybe it never happened. What do you think? Now, some could consider the actions of the government acquiring the land as evil all on its own. Or is there really evil inside this town of mystery? There are two churches within the town, and many people believe that they are satanic churches. It is said to have signs on one of the churches representing Satanism, which has a cross that is hanging upside down in the front of the church itself. It is also said to have many activities that are done within the church that are Satanic. They also mention that there could be Satanic rituals such as animal mutilations, Satanic symbols, and cults within the church. As far as the church cross being upside down in front of the church, it actually, going back, has to do with a lot of the Gothic architectural design that used to be used everywhere in churches back then. But they never really actually thought of the sense that people might have interpreted it as being a cross that was upside down and it being evil or satanic. Could it really be that it was just architectural? Or could it have really been that there were real satanic evil situations that were occurring within the church in Hellstown? Coincidence or truth behind it? I'll leave that up to you. But nonetheless, it started the uncertainty within the community and outside of the community as the rumors began to spread and it also gave a fire to an already started flame regarding this town's mystery and the evil coincidences that were occurring within the town, or so they believed. Most of the town roads and areas are not used and occupied. There are so many variations in multiple stories of hauntings, scary areas, sinister events, and just evil scenarios within the town. Many people are scared to be out at night in the event that there's a ghost in these different areas, or even if they encounter, and some even say that the town even had a serial killer in the midst of Hellstown. Who's to say? It's also said that the look of the town, or the feeling that you get when you're in the town, provokes a somewhat sinister, scary feeling, and therefore contributes to the ghost stories that have come from the people in the town. Although there's not really any real evidence of truth to the stories, it also gives reasonable speculation.
speculation that it could be due to the leading events of the town and the unexpected possibilities of it truly being haunted. There are also many road signs that say that the roads are closed and they do not allow for visitors or anyone to go into those areas any longer. This is due to the enormous amount of people that have tried to go out there to see if these events or things take place while they are present. One of the roads that is a little more believable, however, is somewhat left to interpretation. The name of the road is called Stafford Road, and many people often refer to it as end of the world road. The reason is, is that it's called that because the road itself has a very, very sharp turn to it. And then after that, it has a very steep drop, which makes it give the feeling that you're going to drop off the side of the road or at the end of the road, it'll fall. So therefore that's how it got the end of the world road. Now, in all actuality, the road itself is said to be logically explained, but let me go back just a bit. There have been many fatal accidents and on that road. There are a lot of travelers who have often voiced that they feel that the road is possessed. They also say that there's like an evil force that kind of takes over the road and your vehicle and therefore makes you crash. Now, the logical explanation is that the gravity on the road itself makes the vehicles go into the wrong direction due to the steep drop. So ideally, it could be that the gravity and the placement of the road and how it's laid out is the true reality of the force it gives the vehicles to crash. And so the people are interpreting it as a force of evil when in all actuality, it's probably more a force of gravity that's causing these events. Needless to say, the road is no longer accessible probably a good thing that it's no longer accessible just for the mere fact of preventing car crashes and so that also it can prevent people from trying to go down there and see what's going on with the road and the possibility of them getting injured in that process as well. Another story that is talked about in this town is the cemetery. It has been said that in the cemetery there is a bench and that people have seen a ghost that actually sits on the bench and just kind of stares straight up into the sky. However, there have been people who have stated that there is actually no bench at the cemetery. It is also said that it's very dark at the cemetery and there are no lights in the area, but then other people have stated that the cemetery is now lighted and also has security going around it and to prevent from people actually going over there at night. Now, another account is people have said that the trees move a lot and that they are possessed. And the explanation for that is that there is evil, in the, in the cemetery and the trees are moved by Satanists and cults as people have stated to protect their secrets. The most logical standpoint is merely its wind. There has never ever really been any evidence that proved that the trees are satanic or 
taken over by a cult or anything of that sort. There was someone that had mentioned that they themselves went to the cemetery a few times in the middle of the night between 2 and 3. And they said that nothing actually really ever happened. However, there was an occurrence where they heard these really weird growling sounds and they kind of got spooked. So they were trying to get back to their vehicles so they could leave. As they did that, they ended up seeing these people that were around their vehicle that were dressed in all black. And as they approached them to kind of talk to them, they just took off running to get away from them. Regardless, people still talk, stories still linger, and people do still try to go down to the cemetery to see if there's anything that they can see for themselves. Another very interesting story was based off of a school bus. There was supposedly a bus that was driving down the road with students in it that were in high school. The bus driver, as she was driving down the road, came across a woman who was basically flagging them down so the bus driver stopped. The story goes that the lady gave the bus driver a story that there was a child, a boy, that was really hurt at her home and they needed their help. So the bus driver followed her back down her road and all the way back to her home. It is said that once the bus driver got to her home, they were basically swarmed by all these people who happened to be satanic worshipers, and they ended up murdering all of the people that were in the bus. The story kind of varies that they were killed by a cult. Some variations say that it was Satanist. People would often say that they could see the kids in the bus, and that they would often say that they could see a man sometimes smoking a cigarette in the bus from a distance. Now this bus ended up being over in an area in the woods. Now the other end of the story that somewhat debunks the tale is that the school bus in fact was not a result of kids getting killed and so forth, but in fact it was a family that had bought a home that was in ruins. So in the meantime, as they fixed up their home, they needed a place to live. So in the meantime, as they fixed up their home, they ended up living in the bus on their property until the home was livable. The bus supposedly was moved after the family had moved into the home that they had fixed. And it was said that in total that the bus was there for approximately 30 years, but we do not know that for sure. Eventually, the government removed the bus just because of all the frequent visitors that would try to go and see the bus for themselves. And on another account prior to this, it was said that the residents of Hellstown tried to get the bus removed, but for some reason were unable to get that done. It's not sure as to why it was unable to be removed at that time, or again, if that was just legend or rumors that were going around the town. Back to the story of the children who were in the bus and that had gotten supposedly murdered. There were no children that were recorded to have been buried in the cemetery because of that situation. So does that prove that it never happened or could it be that it did, but the children were never buried at the cemetery? Maybe they're buried somewhere else or maybe some other mysterious reasoning as to why they, were, they weren't buried at the cemetery. 
There was also another accounting of an abandoned house from a first-hand report supposedly that was given to a website by the name of weird.us. And it basically stated that the house was haunted, but then another one of their sources had stated that it wasn't in fact haunted. One of the facts that was verified was that an actual suicide did happen in that home in 2004. It was abandoned, but it didn't specify the situation to the suicide. And it also kind of entices to the whole story about evil, the evil ways, and why the suicide happened at that location. Could it have been because it was haunted? There were some statements made about a haunted hearse that would often chase down people on the road. There were some people they claimed for it to have happened to them specifically. Basically what it said was that the hearse would chase them down this road and then all of a sudden it would disappear. However, the other side of that story, there were people who had accounts for that road that supposedly the hearse chased people down was actually a dead end. So therefore there was no way that that could have, have taken place. It never actually said the name of the street, just that it supposedly would chase people down. It would have been great to know the name of the street so that it could be verified. But it is interesting on why people would say a story when there would clearly be a way to debunk that. True or not true. There was another brief story about a slaughterhouse that was said to be in Hellstown, but other than that, there were no real information as to events that happened there, or facts, or statements. It was said that it just was an actual really old barn that people claimed to see an eye looking through the windows at night, but other than that, there were never really anything else substantial or stories. Essentially, all of these stories could be real accounts of evil within Hellstown, or they could just be plain rumor and the makings of urban legends. We're all aware that there are urban legends all over the world and in different locations and have different scenarios and different accountings. We can never really know whether it is true evil within or if there is any actual validity to the story. Or it could just be basically logic to account for everything that happens. One last thing that I left out was that when the government took over the land and began to take over the people's homes and didn't give them the option to negotiate for the price of their homes, they were just uprooted and gone. Could it really account for everything that happened within this town? After the government had done this, there were so many homes that they took over and purchased that they were not really able to keep up with the tearing them down and preserving the land just because the abundance of homes that they took over. So what they essentially ended up doing was using some of those homes as training areas for firefighters. They would use this to get better at their training, their jobs, and so forth. The way the town looks because of this gave the assumption or the illusion that Hell's Town was a ghost town, simply because of the homes that were either boarded up or burned down. Some of them were taken down. It seemed like a town that just vanished, 
could we really consider that the government's actions are what was really evil? Or were their actions provoking evil within the town? Or was it just people within the town assuming evil and creating evil and provoking evil intentions even though they weren't? I'd like to leave you with a few things. There are a few things out there that have publicized the town itself, such as a film that is based off of Hell's Town, and it is supposedly filmed in that area there, and there is an actual trailer on YouTube about it. The title of it is called June 9th. If you're interested in seeing the trailer, check it out. There is also another person on YouTube who also has a Instagram, and he is name is Christopher and he spells it C-H-R-I-Z-P-H-E-R and back in August 2016 there was a post that he had on his YouTube site that shows a they basically give him a flash drive and from the police station he basically is saying in his video that they tell him never to come back and so he opens up the video and he's looking at the files and when he opens it up there's a basically a lot of personal information such as his driver's license his address his school schedule etc that they know where he lives and all of these threats and so forth so basically it was a kind of a threat to keep him away from hell's town but also when he was looking at the files he came across two odd files and so when he opened them up saw some very odd pictures. There were two. One had a mutated type animal and then the other one seems to be like a person that was covered up but all you could really see were legs. So you don't really know if this was really fake news or not. I will leave that up to you. Lastly, there is a PBS documentary that happened on Hellstown and featured them and that was back on June 6, 1983. The title of this documentary was done for the good of all. Now, it basically discusses the events that happened in Hell's Town and how people were just uprooted from their homes and it was taken over by the government. But they also feature where one of the homes had a saying written on the outside of it and it basically said, now we know how the Indians felt. Which basically refers back to how they were run out of the area back when the Lenape inhabited the lands. So now you can see how it all refers back to the history that I first started out with. So truly, did all this evil stem from what happened back since the Lenape were there? And then what happened with the people of Boston by the government? Or was it just chance or urban legend? What do you think? Truth, urban legend, evil, just plain coincidence. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for your support. Please share any of my links and information with any other EI fans that you may possibly know. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Evil Inside Podcast 
or Twitter at Evil Inside Pod. The YouTube channel is Evil Inside Podcast. And you can also listen on your platform for podcasts such as Spotify, Podbean, or Apple Podcast. Please feel free to leave comments, suggestions, or ideas below. You can also send me a direct message if you prefer. And until next time, EIers, beware of EI everywhere.